people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Carlos moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Kairos, the Kairos moment on Active FM. I'm Pastor Jack Shirwa from the Full Gospel Church of God um, in Johannesburg, in the south of Johannesburg, to be more specific. Um, I'm so privileged to be given this platform by Active FM uh, to just bring some kind of motivation. And uh, every now and again, I like to share the word, but sometimes I do something different. Uh, lately, I've been interviewing specific people that have a story to tell about some of the things they've been through in life. Um, so before we continue, I'd like us to just pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to thank you for this opportunity that you've given us that we can have this motivational talk. Um, as I'm going to have this interview, I pray, Father, that you will just uh, use this to be able to speak to people's hearts, those that will be listening to the program. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise God. So I have somebody in studio. If you remember last week, uh, the previous two weeks, we had a, a gentleman by the name of Mario Ward. Mario Ward was on drugs for just over 17 years of his life. He started doing drugs when he was a teenager in school. Um, and that just carried on right after school. Um, and, and, but by the grace of God, you know, he's not doing drugs anymore. He gave his life to Jesus in the month of January this year. And uh, he's been clean since then. Um, we've given him and his family the support that is necessary uh, to help him in his walk with the Lord. Um, but then obviously what happened, he mentioned in the interview that he introduced his wife to drugs. And I'm sitting with his wife in studio now because we would like to hear um, the wife's side of the story. Now, the reason why we're talking about drugs, I don't know which part of the world you are listening from. But South Africa has a huge problem of drugs. Uh, many young people, adults that are struggling with drug addiction. Um, I know that it's not such a big issue in some countries. So I don't know where you are listening from. But at the end of the day, it might not be drugs that you're addicted to. You might be addicted to pornography. You might be ad addicted to alcohol. You might be addicted to any other thing. Uh, that maybe is ruin, ruining your life. And I would like you to listen very attentively as we have uh, Leanne Ward in the studio. Uh, good morning, Leanne. It's great to see you. Good morning, everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for accepting to come and do the interview with us. Um, and I know that it's going to touch many people's lives. So let's get right into it. Leanne, why did you accept being given drugs by your husband at the time? Why? Um, it made me feel good. It made me do everything that I can do. I thought I um, could do everything faster, be a mom, be a wife, um, cook, clean, satisfy my friends as well, you know, being there for them. Um, I'm a people's person, so everybody that knows Leanne knows Leanne is always talking to somebody um, or helping somebody. Um, anybody will ask and... Leanne, please come and help me with this. And Mario says, you don't know how to say no. So I needed strength to do all these things. And I wouldn't get help 
from I, I thought I wouldn't get help from Mario or from somebody but and I, I can do it by myself so I just gave me superhuman strength I could do everything with drugs I mm. okay um Leanne uh, perhaps I just want to backpedal a little bit and I want to start off again by asking you to tell us a little, a little bit about yourself. Uh, where were you born? Uh, what type of family did you grow up in? Because I think sometimes the background of a person gives us some insight in terms of the type and quality of decisions they make in life. So tell us uh, first and foremost a little bit about yourself, where you were born and what type of family you grew up in. Okay, I was born in South Africa. Um, my grandparents, Christian. My dad is Christian. My mom used to go to the Anglican church. Um, my parents got divorced when I was very young, but I did grow up. I'm a God-fearing person. I always know that God is God is there. He's a good God. And um, grew up in Bella Vista since 1993. Um, I was a single mom. I've got one sister, four brothers. Um, sister that passed away in 1993 when we did move in here. So I grew up here all my life and um, I've got two kids uh, before Mario and I've got three kids from Mario. So we've got five beautiful babies. Yeah, um, I'm in my late 30s. I was Bella Vista's very beautiful the end and I had the looks, I had the legs, I had everything. Um, and then lost it all because of drugs. Mm, wow. <laughs> okay, so 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 that's Leanne and, and maybe to just, uh, I know this is radio, so you don't really get to see the people you're talking to. So just so that you know, um, I know she won't mind me saying this, but Leanne is mixed race, obviously. Um, Mario also is mixed race. In South Africa, there's a term for that. Uh, mixed race people are called colored people. Um, so, so, so she is mixed race, uh, but not that that matters. Drugs are drugs. Whether you're mixed race or, or not mixed race, you know, you can have an issue uh, with drugs. So she's just explained to us, you know, there were reasons why she accepted the drugs from the husband, Mario, at the time. Um, and that, that, that those are our own reasons. Uh, but the next question I want to get into is what impact did it have on your health? What impact did it have on your health? Pastor, um, a couple of years ago, I was in a bus accident and taking drugs just made the pains worse. Or in my head, I thought the pains were getting worse. So every excuse used to be, Mario, you have to get me that because I won't be able to cope with the workload, with the house, with the cooking, with everything. Um, yeah, Did the so drugs make the pain worse? No, or it made the pain go it, away. It made the pain go away. A little bit of time, yes. Whilst I was on a high, I was, mm -hmm. I would say, um, yeah, I, would, I, I could do everything. And then, uh, whoa, past the, the, the after. Or, the after effect. Oh, my word. was killing. Mm. It was... It was, it was so every time the drugs would wear off, then the pain would be even worse yes. than yes. than what the normal pain was. Yes. So mm. my back, my shoulder, my brother, my my brother literally had to come out and crack my back at times because I couldn't even walk. Mm. Um, 
my hands because I've got osteoporosis in my one hand. Okay. Um, it, it would get worse. I mm. couldn't even lift. Explain what up. that is. What that condition is. So it's to do with your bones. I really didn't go back for my 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 medication, and it, I was just. Yeah, what I, does it do to your bones? Um, I don't know how to explain. In Afrikaans, it's verkalt. It's it's like it. It turns into powder, like you know when you're grinding chalk, mm. like arthritis. Mm. It's something mm. similar to arthritis. Okay, similar to arthritis. Yeah. So. It's All right. Hmm. And then, and then, what impact did it have on your children? You've just mentioned that you've got children. Obviously, the time you started taking drugs, it had an impact on your children. What impact did it have on your children? After I started, I would say I would I would I would honestly say neglecting my kids. Mm. Um. Maybe I just wanted to hold on to this handsome guy that I had, Mario, and not letting look at you know other women, and but not knowing that me myself I was deteriorating. I was becoming an ugly woman because I wasn't looking after myself. I wasn't looking after my kids. Um, all I wanted to know is where's Mario going to? How's who's Mario talking to? Um, I think I was more worried about him leaving me. And with five kids, oh my goodness, I didn't want him to leave me with five kids. Where do mm. I go to from here, you know? Mm. So I tried my hardest, you know, to set, to make sure that um, he's happy. And um, I wouldn't say scared of him because he's not a scary person. But yeah. um, and, 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 and what did it have in general? Uh, um, you mentioned baby? something off, off the radio. You mentioned something about you know, uh, the drugs would drive you to, um, uh, to, to steal. Can you tell us a little oh, bit about okay, that and, yes. and what the impact uh, okay. was on the family? So I've been blessed with five kids. I know that's a lot of children, yes, and I love them all. And um, my one kid was, I'm not sure, was it Mia or Aiden? My two, between my two little ones were crying and we were in the shopping mall. Um, I can't remember which shopping mall because it became a habit. It became a habit. And... Um, Mario would know that it's wrong, and he'd tell me, babe, it's wrong, you don't do this. And I'd tell him, no, I'm walking in here, God knows why I'm walking in here, because when I walk out of here, I'm going to feed my kids, you know. And one of them were crying for something, and I took it, and I put it in my bag, and look, the kid was obviously drawing all the attention, so nobody noticed, and walked out saying goodbye, and um, yeah, <laughs> started taking orders from people um, in the community that I stay in were known as the stock couple, Mario and Leanne. You know, we had lots of money, um, could do everything we wanted. But the first thing we did was when we sold the drugs we used to go to, go by, I was telling Pastor earlier on Kopskit. So it's like you shoot your head, you buy your first drug to give you energy to do everything. So Mario would then get the energy to um, maybe fix this or do that and be busy on the laptop or busy on the computer. Um, I'll do, be doing the washing, I'll be doing the cooking, I'll be, but not knowing that the kids are crying in the background, mommy, 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 and we just buy them sweeties because we have money now, just five grand. So it, yeah, um, and then huh, one day thinking I'm clever, I had an argument with Mario, my daughter just matriculated, and she needed a little bit of extra cash to go somewhere, not knowing I mustn't go without Mario, because Mario and I, when we're together, we do good. <laughs> and um, when I'm alone, just bad things. I go alone to the shopping mall. And um, I don't know if I was, like, I had a hangover on the drugs or I don't know, but 
I thought I could get away with what I got away with, and I didn't. I went straight. <laughs> I went straight to Boyson's um, police Boyson cells, and from there I went to Sun City Prison. Okay, so basically, what you're saying is you 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 stole something yes. from the store, mm -hmm. and then you were you got arrested, mm -hmm. taken to the police, mm -hmm. and taken to Sun City. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you listening, and you are you are listening from other parts of the world, and and you don't know what Sun City is. Sun City is one of the one of South Africa's biggest uh, prisons um, in the country. So basically, uh, Liane is saying that she was arrested and she was uh, then taken to to Sun City Prison. How long were you in prison, uh, Liane? Pastor, I was there for seven days. Um, apparently, it was address verification. Um, I would have been out the same day. Um, but there was something wrong with my address and they, kept, they sent me to Sun City for seven days. It was the most scariest time of my life. Um, people might think it's a joke and it's a life inside there. No, it's not. It is a correctional service. So if you do wrong, they're going to correct you and it's not nice. I, I wouldn't wish it upon any, any mom or dad to actually end up there, whether it's for a night. I wouldn't. It's, it's just, it's, it's not nice. And it's not evil, but it's it's a correctional service. Yeah, well, you know? tell tell us a bit oh, more yeah. about about the correctional service. Um, the young people might be listening to this, and they might be thinking, "Oh no, man, I can handle prison. What is prison?" <laughs> I think tell us a little bit about your experiences in the correctional service for those seven days. Okay, um, I was fortunate to have met a lady by the name um, they called her Nikki. Nikki van der Westhuizen or something like that. Her real name was Wilhelmina van der Westhuizen. She drew pictures inside Sun City. And when I came in, she was trying for some business. So when you come in there, um, my experience is not nice. You have to undress yourself. Um, you have to like sit in a certain position to cough and then you go in. They then send you to different... Um, ward. So you get a ward A, ward B, they'd know you a newbie. So newbie, you knew in the prison. Um, so they want to put you in a group very quickly. It's either a coloured group or um, there, there were certain groups you could be in. I was so scared I didn't know what to do and I just sat in a corner and this lady came to me and offered me a cigarette. Um, and I thought, oh my goodness, is this woman, uh, uh, does she want something from me? So I was scared every time. I prayed. Every single time I was there, I prayed. Every minute felt like an hour. Every hour felt like a year. Um, you have to watch your back. You know, you watch movies. So in your mind, you, your mind is playing games with you. You know, you, you're just scared. Um, I was unfortunate to have come across a death inside. There. One of the prisoners actually died. She had an asthma attack and died. Um, I heard stories about a woman collapsing. She was drunk and when she woke up, her son was molested um, or raped. I've, there was women that got jealous and they stabbed their husbands to death because of abuse and men abused them or their husbands cheated on them. It was, oh my goodness. Oh, and and, and the, the food, was it the same food as what you would eat at home? Or what about where you slept? What was it like? Okay, um, so the beds... There was a name for it, it was called Agaga. 
So a gaga is those metal beds, those metal double bunk, double bunks that you push together. Okay, it didn't smell very good. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. If, they do get clean, but obviously not as what we would want to clean acid. Your blankets was itchy blankets, but there was a certain way that you had to fold your blankets, and I, I think I still, I still implement that to my kids. I, it's, it's part of the rules now. You know, we have to roll our blanket because it's neat. Um, the food, the food wasn't bad. You'd get rice, you'd get pap, you'd get sometimes samprash, you'd get porridge, you, you wouldn't get sugar. Oh my word, sugar was like the most. <laughs> Guys, love sugar. And, and what did you miss the most about home? I mean, being there for seven days, did you miss home at all? And if you did, what did you miss? I missed, I missed, um, I must being outside. I must being outside, being able to laugh, being able to, you had to keep quiet. You, it's a correctional service. You couldn't make a noise. If you have to wake up in the morning, you must line up. No noise. You stand straight. Your bed must be made right. Um, you wouldn't literally get a clap, but there was the, the people in the cell that thought they were the wardens and they would actually be the bosses and treat you a bit bad. But I prayed. I prayed. There was a woman that came in there. Or just before I got released, or my bill, whatever was paid, I, that was a miracle as well, because there was a couple that came in, and they pray, um, they come in, they, what do you call them, evangelists? Yes, yes. And they come in, they evangelize at prisons, and mm. and um, I went up for prayer that day, and they prayed for confusion over the prosecutor. And I knew I was guilty, Pastor, obviously. I knew I was guilty. I was caught red-handed with the things... So I was guilty when I went there, and I don't know how that judge had mercy, but I know God, my Mario prayed, I prayed, everybody prayed, Mario's mom prayed. So for me, praise, you know, I, I pray a lot, and in prison I used to sing gospel music. You know, they, they, they didn't really like me because I love singing, and I sing loud, and they'll tell me to shut up. But yeah. mm. Wow. Um, Leanne, how did your family react? So, first you were not on drugs, it was just Mario, then Mario introduces you to drugs and now you are addicted to drugs and everything is falling apart, everything is a mess. How did your own family react? Sure. Your parents, your siblings, how did they react to this? What was their, their reaction? Okay. Pastor, my dad got remarried a while ago to my wonderful mother. Her name is Lolita, and I love you. Um, she, my dad, came from Cape Town. So, and, so your mom passed away. Yes, my mom passed away twenty ten. All right, and when your mom passed away, were you already on drugs then? No, I was living with my mom. That was that was me being a single mom, a single mom with my two kids. Oh, just before I met Mario. So Mario. Okay, so that was before you you went on to drugs. And then your, your mom passed away and your dad remarried. My mom passed away and um, Mario was a friend of mine. So he attended the funeral with me. And um, I told him I might um, say this. So on my mom's funeral, uh, my mom literally died in my arms. Mm. Yeah, so shame, yeah. And my sister and I were there and we couldn't revive her. And um, yeah, so that was a terrible time in my life. And um, I we had to bury my mom and I had to carry the coffin from the hearse to the 
um, from, yes, to the, the hole where you're going to bury it in. Mm. I don't like graves, I, but um, yes, and I asked, I, I drank myself so drunk the night before my mom's funeral, and I think I was not right the morning of the funeral, and I had to carry my mom's coffin, and I said to Mario and to his cousin, you guys can't want to be so sober and so normal. I want what you are busy taking, man. I also had, I had to carry my mom's coffin. And that was the first time I... You took, you met Mario. Not oh, met you, Mario. You took, Mario and I were friends. You took... Uh, they didn't want to tell me That was the first time you took drugs. <laughs> my mom's funeral, yes. And so, so what was your family's reaction? Now, um, you are a mess. Everything is falling apart. What was your family's reaction? Also, from the person that I, I, I used to be... Um, I was the one that they could look up to. I was a beautiful sister that had that they had respect for, and I deserted them. I left them, and I'm on drugs. And they were disgusted. My eldest daughter, she was literally forced by my sister to honor your mother, because <laughs> my sister, my sister's a God-fearing person, and my sister loves me. And but I could see that she's disgusted at what I've become. Um. Mario's mom and dad would not even open up the doors for us anymore. With COVID, we were like strangers. They would literally pass the food through the gate like we were hobos. So, obviously, and um, Pastor, for them giving us the food through the gate made us just, you know, we, we, we felt ashamed. I felt ashamed. I said to Mario, I'm not going to go to your mom and dad again. You know, they're treating us like we, we nothing. And I also come from a mother, you know? So I started distancing myself from Mario's parents as well. Um, I don't know if I envied him because he had a mom and I didn't. Um, yeah, he's got a good mom and a good dad and they looked after our kids. Mm. You know, they they did when we were on our highs, you know? They clothed our kids. They. Maybe they didn't show Aiden the same, um, I won't say same love, but they had to show us tough love because Aiden's not the responsibility. And it's what I realized, you know, they, when, like after I got married and I could see how, how truly happy the two of them were that Mario and I had made that step. Um, I could see that they loved Aiden with all their hearts. I, I put it in my own head that these people had a had a, a thing against Aiden. Um, they didn't. It was me that had a thing against them. Or maybe me just hating on Mario that he's got a mom and he's got a dad. And not knowing that I had a mom and I should have loved her as much as, you know, I should have when she was alive and now I want to love her while she's gone. She's gone, Leanne. So and, and, and Leanne, mom. I just want to inter interrupt there. Your okay. father, what was your father's reaction with your involvement in drugs? Pastor, I'm daddy's little girl. Um, I'm daddy's princess. I'm daddy's little girl. So when my dad came back from Cape Town of, like a year or two years ago, he looked at me and he said to me, you need help. You look worse. <laughs> I, I'm going to make a joke, but he says you look worse than a drunk hobo. What a drunk hobo looks like. Um, and then I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, did my dad say that about me? My dad, that I'm the, I was my dad, Shalise, the Ron, you know? Um, 
I was the light, the apple of his eye. Um, Daddy's little girl, and he could look at me in that disgust. And then I thought to myself, why does Mario not see if my dad can see this? And why is Mario listening? Is it, you know, and ever since I kept that question in my head, why is Mario listening? I'm ugly. I'm not beautiful. Look at me. Look at what drugs is done to me. And I just took more and more and more and to lock myself away now. Um, I would, if I didn't have drugs, I would sleep for days. And, or I'd literally be sick. My back would be sore, my back would be swollen, my hands would be swollen, I couldn't do anything. Obviously, after effects of the drugs, because I haven't eaten properly for days, I haven't... I, you would even lose your appetite for water. I mean, what person loses their appetite for water? You know, um... Yeah, and, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so... so. We, we, we're coming toward the end, towards the end of the interview, and um, whoever is listening to the program, it's important to understand how bad drugs are. The whole essence of the interview is to underline the fact that your life is not going to get better. Your life is going to get worse. Your family begin to desert you. Family members begin to avoid you. No one wants them, wants you in their home. Um, it's, it's a disaster. It's, it's terrible. And you might be listening and you're saying, you know what? I'm stuck. I'm stuck because I'm using drugs. I need help. Um, Jesus can help you. And, um, you know, in our next interview, we're going to speak about Leanne and she's going to talk about the turning point and how she gave her life to Jesus and, and how she made changes in her life to be what she is today. And you can make exactly the same decision. I'm going to pray now. And uh, perhaps you are listening to the program and you would like to just pray with me this simple prayer to accept Jesus in your heart as your personal savior. He's the only one that can help you, you know. And, and so just repeat the simple prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask you to forgive me all my sins. I ask you to wash me. In your precious blood, I surrender my life to you. I invite you into my heart. Lead me, guide me, change me, help me become the person you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you once again, uh, Leanne, for uh, accepting the, the interview. And I hope and pray that many have listened and many will be inspired by your story. Until next week, this has been the Kairos Moment on Active FM. God bless you.
from this muddy clay. Among the dead, no one broke you. Who prays from the grave? Yeah.